Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 429 with Tiffany Wynn, The Surprising Benefits of a Breakup. Hello, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. And speaking of women of value, my new book is available now on Amazon in Kindle and in paperback, and it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. Here it is if you're watching on video. The book is filled with personal and client stories with expert interviews from my show and 30 tips and exercises for stepping more fully into your value, into your core competence. Every week I bring you a tip from the book and this week's tip is create a life that energizes you and fills you up. So many people think that life is just what it is, you know, just complacency, it is what it is. And Tiffany is a perfect example of somebody who created a life from a life that wasn't working out so well for her. And we're gonna hear her story in a minute. So if you have a life that feels dull and you're not excited, you know you have the power to find something that fills you up and energizes you. So start small, start with something daily that you can do. Maybe it's a journal entry to start the process of figuring out what it is that you wanna do. It doesn't have to be big, but you don't wanna go through the rest of your life feeling like this is all there is. I know I lived my life like that for a while and it's not fun. So create a life that energizes you and fills you up. And before I bring Tiffany on, I invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And it is a fabulous, fabulous group. We are positive focused. We do not allow people to just bitch and moan. It is really a place to grow. If you're interested in growth as a single person or somebody who's in a relationship and you're a woman over 40, come to your last first date. And now for my guest, Tiffany Wynn. She is a spiritual life coach who helps sensitive high achievers reconnect with their truths and live authentically. She combines practicality and spiritual wisdom to guide people towards clarity and confidence in who they are, leading them to inner peace and joy. She created the Happiness Blueprint to illustrate how people can build a fulfilling life for themselves. She holds a doctor of pharmacy and she's a student of Tibetan meditation master, Yonge Mingyur Rinpoche. I totally butchered that. <laughs> Did I pronounce that completely wrong, Tiffany? Yes, thank you, Sandy, for introducing. <laughs> yes, my teacher name is Carl Long. It's Yongi Mingo Rinpoche, so it's good. It's oh, close enough. Oh, not too bad. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Pretty good for somebody who has no idea. <laughs> I don't like to butcher people's names, though. So I know that you've come a long way since your beginnings, and I would love to hear your story of finding your own inner peace. My journey, I think it's the common with everyone's journey, doesn't have a clear beginning. There's not always like a shocking event that set off everything. It has been more of a accumulation leading to like an eventual uh, awakening almost. Um, but I would say the tipping point kick started my own inner journey was just a simple 
conversation is a very open conversation that I had with my best friend one day. That was years ago when I was in pharmacy school and pursuing my doctorate degree. And I was engaged then and everything was looking perfect. I had like the bright future, bright life in front of me. Uh, we were just, you know, laundering around, relaxing between the exam. And she would just casually commented how great my relationship was. And she hoped that uh, everyone should get that one. Um, it was one of those weird moments when I was very comfortable and very honest. And I was just honestly replied that it wasn't that great. And I knew that I gave off the impression that this was the love of my life but I actually worked hard at it to make it look perfect. Uh, but I did not feel happy at all, or I did not feel that it was the greatest thing on earth <laughs> at all. Um, so I have, have like, it's, it's like almost like a confession to my best friend then that I actually felt that I was too good for my then fiance, but also not good enough. It was very contradictory feeling and I felt both at the same time. Um, I felt like I took on too much and tried to make it look perfect and do everything just to earn what little happiness I should feel. But I'm not sure I want to keep doing that for the rest of my life. And it was seems a little bit overwhelming. Um, but, you know, my embarrassment immediately come up and I would start making excuses and laugh it off. Maybe I was just having cold feet. That was just normal what people feel. Um, but Thanks God for that moment that my best friend just looked me straight in the eye and asked me why I didn't feel good enough. Uh, why did I have this kind of healing? And it was those rare vulnerable moments that I admitted that I thought I was a terrible human being. Um, I always have a very strong moral code, uh, but then <clears throat> when I immigrated to the US, uh, along when I was 16. It was a very difficult time in my life when I didn't know culture and language and I felt very alone and isolated. One of my greatest fears is actually loneliness. So during that challenging time, I got into a lot of relationships and a lot of them are toxic with people that I shouldn't be in a relationship with. And I put it behind me, but deep down, I never truly moved on from it. I feel like I've broke my own moral code somehow and I felt like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop you know waiting for to be punished by karma for all the bad thing I did I just didn't think that I deserved anything good um, and then that beautiful that moment is was very beautiful because my best friend in return also share her own vulnerability very openly and we were both adamant about that you know the the other should deserve the best happiness in the world and that conversation stuck with me for a while um mostly because i just couldn't believe that my friend didn't think that i was horrible being um it was unnerving somehow but that kind of uh unnerving unsettled feeling stuck with me around in the background and a few weeks later, uh, when I was driving along, I had like an epiphany. I was thinking if, if the situation would reverse, if my best friend did the exact same thing I did, all the mistake and everything else, I would never thought anything less of her. And I was still 100% certain that she deserved all the happiness. And that is just like, 
the light bulb moment that I realized I was just too harsh on myself, that I actually hated myself. And to my horror, I also don't know who I was. I felt like I knew my friend, my then fiance, way much better than I knew who I was. And then I have, from that on, I, that day, I actually forgave myself in that moment. I accept that I made the mistake and actually forgive what I did. And the relief was overnight. Uh, it was like a huge burden lifted off my shoulder. Uh, and then I had the courage to take a hard look at my life of what's not working, what's not really true to me. And, you know, to my horror, I discovered I didn't know anything about myself at all. Um, so once I have that clarity, uh, I ended my engagement and started that whole inner journey of rediscovering who I was and what it, I wish, what I wanted like, what all my fear, what all my shadows were. And there were talents and pains. Um, obviously for big changes in your life, but most, uh, aside from the pain, most, the most prevalent feeling I felt was peace and relief, no longer lost or confused. Um, shortly afterward, uh, almost like um, half a year afterward, I stumbled across my uh, meditation teacher. And the, I've been wanting to learn meditation at that time for years, for years, but fell, it never worked with me. Um, but since then, not only I learned meditation with him, but most of these spiritual truths, I came to understand it and it became more solidified. And um, that's how all of that inner peace started. What a story. So I, I love that it wasn't this one giant, you know, crisis that led to this, right. but it was more a crisis of, you know, your mental emotional state of realizing that you were not living your truth. And I, I think so many people can relate to that. I certainly can, you know, people who have buried who they really are in order to make other people happy, people who uh, go along with the program, you know, maybe your parents have set out for you. I know a lot of people in the Asian communities have very strict guidelines as to you can, you know, become a doctor, you can become a scientist, you could become an engineer, but you have to do something very practical and very scientific usually. And, and if you're a creative person or somebody outside that box, it's not always honored. Was that something that you also struggled with, with your family's expectation of who you were? Uh, yeah, yeah, my family expectations were very high. Um, uh, ever since I you know, was a kid, I did pretty well academically. So automatically I have very strong pressure, especially coming from an Asian family that education was one of the most important things for children. And uh, I was always expected to be either a doctor, a lawyer, or, you know, very high paying those kind of professions. Um, and I mean, surprisingly, I didn't have, uh, luckily, I didn't have that structure, uh, that struggle too much. Um, I really enjoy science. So one of the things I discovered, like, although nothing else was working in my life, it was uh, I, I do enjoy science, so I continue to pursue my own uh, doctorate degree in pharmacy. Um, but everything else, I feel like I have to stick into a box. I have to be feminine. So I have to be more soft-spoken. I have to be, um, I guess, obedient in a way. And but also, I I shouldn't like show openly too much 
who I was, if I was daring, if I was funny, if I was childish. Um, I always have to like think about other first. I have to always have to be very small and humble. And also relationship is very is something very important that I supposed to have a relationship. I had supposed to be subtle and I had supposed to um, just just have a stable relationship. Um, it's it's almost weird. It's almost like a weird paradox that when you were studying as you were a kid, you were no dating. But the moment you're like 20 something, it was like, when are you getting married? Where are you getting, having a family? So it was like, uh, it was one of those boxes that you check. It's like almost just like an achievement, like a thing to achieve, the thing to get. And just like some of these boxes in life to check. And it's not always, sometimes when we pursue something too much, we forgot that it didn't really make us happy at all. We just pursue it just for the sake of it, for the sake of normalcy. Yeah, very interesting and and so true. Uh, I think that for us to become focused on ourselves and what we need and what we feel, especially, can be really challenging. It's something I work with clients on quite a bit because most of us are raised to think about others before ourselves. And while that's a kind thing to do, if we lose ourselves in the process, it's not very kind at all because we we disappear. Yes, it's also very exhausting. Like you can yeah. only put out so much for so long. And at some point, like I said, it was like more like a accumulation for a lot of people. And um, you really couldn't do it anymore. You staring at the aspect, the prospect of doing this, the same thing for the rest of your life. And you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's no fun. So you changed everything kind of in the, in the next few weeks, you now have a, a new career and you left your fiance. And I know this, this, the focus of today's show is really how a breakup can be an opportunity for personal growth. So tell us what happened to you and how others can learn from your experience. So I do want to emphasize that a breakup can be a big turning point, but the growth actually starts when uh, we contemplated the idea of something isn't quite right, uh, something isn't working, like the option of breakup. Uh, this is especially true for women. We often consider uh, the option of should I stay, should I break up, like way before the actual event of a uh, breakup happened. Uh, so I would say growth start like when you considering it, when you feel too strongly something wasn't working. Um, but in the face of it, uh, when we start being aware and then it just continue on and we started looking for options. And you know, when, when the moment we start to be aware of the problem, the problem just tends to grow bigger then we just keep noticing like this is not working out everything and a breakup is like a is like a milestone uh because that like you were courageous enough to take that final step to do actually a breakup and a breakup is always painful regardless whether we the one initiated or not and but this kind of pain as such a strong emotion that we cannot avoid feeling it we have for like a almost a period of time, even if we try to numb it, we still can still feel it. And because it's so intense, it forces us to be more raw, more open, and more honest 
with ourselves. We had no way to avoid to uh, face our misery uh, almost. And in the in that kind of uh, immediately after a breakup, it's not like we have the uh, enough energy and the motivation to immediately pursue something else. Like there was almost a time, uh, even if you, we want to suppress and bury it, we still have to face it, face this kind of intense emotions, and. Um, that's where we face with the choice to either do we just bury it and numb it and move on, move on to the next thing, or we actually look back and figure out why it happened and what fuel and what prompted this breakup, what I did, what my behavior did, why I did what I did, and what all go into that. So if we chose to you know, continue on and pursue the next thing and just forget about it and just like technically move on, but did not really learn a lot of lessons, did not properly process those kind of emotions, uh, inevitably we're gonna get into another relationship with a very similar pattern. And we're gonna start feeling the same way again after some time. Um, but if we chose the other way, which is much more uncomfortable and much more painful when we are already in pain, but it was the honest choice to actually look at what happened. Um, it will take us to like a, almost like a spiral path of discovering the truth, discovering what I did, discovering our feeling. We become more honest to it. We start to see our shadow side, all of the nuance in our feelings out of the almost contradictory side of us. And so a, a breakup in general or any big change in the life, why it is very challenging and painful, the pain was actually good because make us very honest and very raw. Uh, we don't, don't have much of a lot of like coping mechanisms to just shut it down immediately after a breakup happened. We just have, uh, we just, kind of feel the pain a lot. So it kind of break us open. Um, so that's kind of a great window for us to face the truth and face the roots of the problem. And just the act of acknowledgement that we actually have work to do and we want to work through it and the courage to dig through it to learn, that is where a lot of tremendous growth happens and start to go more and more as we go on the journey. Yes, it's so important to look at those patterns because so many people repeat them and then wonder why everybody else is the problem, right? Yes, uh, yes. So let's talk about your own experience if you don't mind. Let, so you went through sure. the process and what did you learn from your breakup? I learned that, first of all, I really ignored who I was and just really focused on the other persons. So I let the relationship define who I was. Like I wouldn't be anything um, noticeable or notable without relationship. Relationship was uh, part of my identity in a way. And but I did not look into like who I was or what I actually wanted or what made me happy in the first place. We, we all have this kind of general idea like, yeah, I want someone honest and faithful and you know, like very basic uh, prey and charming quality. Um, but when we actually get into it, it's much more nuanced. Like what's the communication style? What do you believe in? What's your future outlook? How you behave with each other? What, uh, you know, what are my wants and my needs to actually feel happy and fulfilled and excited? 
And, but all of that, I just shut that off. I just said like, oh, well, this guy checked all these box. My relationship checked my box of, you know, being the being, being a normal person. And I would start ignore all of that. And I would just focus on the other person. So I would learn everything about that, uh, the other person. I would do everything that I supposed to do, you know, or the chore, or the house chores, um, or the maybe supposed date night when I didn't feel like it. And all of that emotion, like it's almost like I suppress to feel my own emotions and just focus on the other person and just make them the center of my universe. It just makes the relationship the center of my life. And if that's working, everything's supposed to fall into place. And the breakup forced me uh, to acknowledge um, my greatest fear, loneliness. I always felt like I had, I need somebody to feel complete, you know, the classic you complete me and I feel so great and so whole and complete in the, in the media and movie and fairy tale. And it forced me to face that fear that nobody's gonna want me. Nobody's gonna like me the way I am. I am too difficult. I'm not that great. And it forced me to face that. It forced me to face that fear. It forced me to look at who I was what all my strengths are, what my weaknesses are. Um, but it also makes me very honest with myself. It forced me to look at, it did not work, why it didn't work. It was a nice guy. There was nothing actually severely wrong in our relationship. I would just wasn't happy. So why was that? Am I just uh, not normal? Am I just odd? Am I just too demanding? It forced me to look at what I, what I actually wanted in the relationship. And that's what's really important. Um, I learned a lot about myself from just from that breakup and is it is really the classic cliche uh, excuse when we when we say in the breakup like it's not you it's me that was very true it's totally me <laughs> I just totally did not know who I was and that breakup forced me to face all of that and how did he deal with it surprisingly it wasn't terrible it was it, was, it came as a shock out of nowhere that I was being docile and very pleasant and then one of the other blue I just like yeah it's not working out anymore so <laughs> kind of over so it came off as a shock and then I was I was feeling bad I was feeling very guilty that I feel like I was deceiving this person for for a long time uh it's almost like feeling stringing along a person even though I didn't feel that kind of love and I felt terrible I felt like a very guilty um but at the same time I cannot deny it anymore you know he actually dealt with it pretty well we had a big fight like almost like our big first fight ever <laughs> and also the last fight because <laughs> it was over um as a word, I felt very guilty. I was, you know, trying to be amicable and be friends. And uh, at the time with the living situation, we were living together. So it takes some time for him to find another place. And after a few months, when we still in the under the same roof, I just had like a, you know, in a, maybe a few months, you gotta go because I really need my space. I couldn't fully process everything if you're just still here. But uh, but also, it was almost like um, a strange, foreign. Um, it's a thing because I have I was a, never like truly fully open, be open and vulnerable uh, with my 
than my ex. And so in the breakup, there are more reasons that I cannot be fully, completely honest and open to him. I was just telling him the truth that, you know, it's, it's really it's just about me. But I also couldn't just explain like why happened and what happened. I didn't know myself. It was just the start of my journey. So I didn't know anything. And so he, he, he I was very lucky. He was, uh, he was a, he was a good guy. He was a nice guy. So he left after a while. Um, so I have my own space so I can work through my emotions. Um, I think I caused a lot of anger. Um, I think he felt that he didn't get uh, closure for a long time. Um, I did get called out, you know, bad name and stuff like that. And uh, in a way, I felt kind of like I deserve it because I wasn't too honest with my feelings, but I didn't know any better, you know. We, we just didn't know anything better if we did not start the journey. Um, I was also feeling, it was almost like, also again, contradiction. Uh, it, one way I felt guilty about this. Uh, one way I feel guilty for just doing it for myself, for doing a thing differently, for hurting another person. I felt terrible. But on another on another side, I have this rebellious side that like, well, you know, I did a lot. I did everything in relationship. So he he had it good for a few years, you know. So so that's we find I didn't owe anybody anything. So that was you know that's good enough. And um and I just basically accept it and take it and move on. You know, life is not always happy and clean cut and it's to be messy. And uh, it's, you know, I just drop it up to part of my karma and thank you for the lesson and move on. And afterward, it was much better for myself. I understand more about myself and I have more objective look on him. It's like I understood how he feel, any anger, any kind of resentment toward me, I understood it. Um, I almost feel like in a way I kind of deserve it for the dishonesty I had with myself and with him. Um, he also have growth that need to do. Uh, so that breakup, I hope is propel him for his own growth, but I'm not responsible for it. So it was very great, uh, not attachment to that. Like that's his life. I don't, I don't have to feel that kind of responsibility forward anymore and it was a great uh, it was a great release like I don't want to be anyone mom like I don't need any kind of extra responsibility so it was it was great I hope I hope he also um, gets started on his journey to look at himself too but I don't really think too much about it I focus more on myself so that's, yeah, that's a big that's shift yeah yeah. And it, you know, it's very honest and I, it doesn't, you know, I think if people expect it to go really well, like, oh, you're breaking up with me and we're not going to get married. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I totally understand. That's not usually how it goes. That's not how it goes. No, but I do find that when we start to become more authentic and more honest and kind, I mean, you didn't do it to be mean, you did it to save yourself and to really yeah. be yourself. And when I left my husband, it was, it was very similar. And there was, and I've talked about it on the podcast, but he, there was a big shift in him. I did not go in expecting it, but he went to get himself some support, which he never did before. And he became much more empathic and emotionally aware. And now he teaches empathy to others. <laughs> um, 
never would have expected it. Totally did not attach to anything like that happening, but it really helped our disassociation with each other and uncoupling to be really with kindness and with a lot of conversation and very little fighting. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't always easy. And it was, there were some really no. awful moments until no, we got I, there. So it's, I think, it's, uh, you know, like what they say, it always have to get worse before it gets better. So the breakup yeah. in a way came out as a shock to everyone in my family and every, every my friend, because, you know, because I made it look so perfect. They were like, what? what do you mean? Um, so it was kind of shocked, but I also like the dishonesty to yourself was the biggest one because when you yeah. lie to yourself, you are lying to everybody else. It's true. And then, you know, you do find out that you have certain friends who you're not going to stay with and you, you know, your, your life really shifts, but the rest of your life becomes so much more aligned and it's a great process. Yes. After yeah. a while, when you start feeling disaligned and feeling that you're living truly to what you feel and who you are. It was such a great feeling. It was great. Even yeah. with all the shocks and drama and everything going on in the background, you still feel great. You still feel, I mean, like, not like, woohoo, great. Oh my God, fantastic. <laughs> but it's like that the sense of calmness, that the sense of balance in your center that like, yeah, you're going to be okay. It's great. Yeah, I love it. So Tiffany, one final question. What tips do you have for anyone who is considering a breakup but needs some courage and support to take that next step? Uh, there are like three qualities that I would hope and encourage everyone to um, almost embody it and take those qualities when they considering starting their own the kind of inner discovery journey. Um, first one is actually brutal honesty. So I talk a lot about uh, us, especially women, we have a very long period of time to be in denial of how we actually feel. It's like a mismatch with reality. So we should feel something, but we don't, and how we actually feel. And it takes the honesty to the brutal level, and you have to apply that to yourself, not like you uh, putting the blame on other person, like why you didn't treat me right, or why you didn't do this so I can be happy, so I can feel this way. But the brutal honesty to yourself, like what are you feeling, and why are you feeling that way, and what you actually wanted, um, that's brutal honesty is needed. The second thing is courage, and both of these go hand in hand together. You need courage to be brutally honest with yourself, and you need courage to admit that things are really not working and your reality is not what everybody else thinks that you're experiencing. Your reality, what you're feeling is complete opposite of how it looks on paper, how it looks in society. And you need that courage to actually admit in that, to face that and to do something about it. Um, there's no other way around it. You need uh, those both things. And um, the last thing I, I would say that it will be good for, you know, after you make the very brave and difficult decision to actually do the breakup um, with all the shocks and stuff, it's good to maintain the last quality, which is curiosity. Uh, is, uh, you know, in our lives, sometimes we have someone we feel like they know us better than we know ourselves, you know, if a friend or something like that. Why is that? Why like a complete stranger can know us better than we know ourselves? And vice versa, if we know someone better than they know themselves, 
why does that? Um, so that kind of curiosity that um, maybe we should know us better. Maybe we should start learning about ourselves and treating us like, like we go on a date. When we go on a date, we're so eager to learn about the other person, about all of that bad side or that good side or that good habit, bad habit, or they believe and stuff. Um, have that kind of like almost minimally the same kind of tenacity, curiosity toward ourselves. So in short, date yourself, <laughs> become your best friend, learn about yourself. Mm, good, good tips. Well, this has been a really wonderful conversation, Tiffany. Um, can you tell our audience how they can find you? Ah, thank you. It's great conversation with you. Thanks for hosting me on today. Um, so I do have a free guide of seven steps, how to move on uh, when things don't work out and also include the worksheet, uh, how you work through your thought process. Um, it's more for after the breakup, you have to deal with a lot of emotions. So that is on my website, spunkyspiritualist.com, S-P-U-N-K-Y, S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-I-S-E. I would put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so people can go to my website and download that guy. And I hope they can work through the steps in a very calm, balanced way. And there's a worksheet to actually help them uh, with the prompts and everything to have them look at how they think and flip their patterns around, uh, become more honest. And, and I hope that will help, that will help with people process through that difficult time. Oh, that sounds like an awesome gift. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for coming on the show, for doing this work, for working on yourself so that you can be a woman of value and an icon for others. Thank you for hosting me on today, Sandy. My pleasure. And if you love our show, thank you for listening. And if you love it, please rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Bye.